Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Chris and Amy show on KMOX. I'm not sure I like my partner Amy right now. Well, you give me a here's real what hard we got to do. You got to spit truth in the commercial breaks. I guess that's what she's doing. She's insulting me. The uh, show goes on, though, and it is time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line because, as we mentioned going into break, there there is a uh, Missouri law that's been on the books that prevents women who are pregnant to finalize a divorce while they are pregnant, which seems really antiquated, and there is an effort to get that changed. On the Quiver River Electric guest line this afternoon, Representative Ashley Ani out of District 14 is with us now on KMOX. We appreciate your time, Representative. How are you? Thanks for inviting me. I'm doing well, thanks. How are y'all doing today? We're doing okay. Uh, This law, when I heard about it a couple of days ago, it it made the rounds on social media. Um, There is a story on it on KMOX.com. How long have you known about this law? Because I had no idea. Yeah, it was brought to my attention um, about a year and a half ago, I think, uh, by an organization in Kansas City called Synergy Services. They... um, support survivors of domestic violence in our area. Um, And when they told me, I was floored. Mm -hmm. I honestly couldn't believe it. Um, And so I I filed this bill for the first time last year, and this year is the first time it got a hearing. And I will say, I'll just add, too, so people know, uh, because so much misinformation is promulgated on the Internet, there have been some viral posts that say, quote, Missouri just made it illegal for a pregnant woman to get divorced. And that's not what's happening here. This is an older law. As Ranj said, it's antiquated from 1973. And what you're doing, along with some of your colleagues, is working to get this provision of the law removed. That's correct. That's correct. This was passed in Missouri in the early 70s. Um, and, you know, to be fair to the folks who or, uh, who, who created the law, um, they, they were doing so in an effort to support uh, mothers and babies. Um, they wanted to make sure the way our statute is written, uh, we presume paternity in Missouri. So they wanted to make sure that um, if we're going to presume that the um, that the husband is also the father, um, then we need to make sure that that person is adequately providing not only for um, the the baby, but for all the prenatal care um, and to make sure that we can um, that judges can set up uh, custody and uh, child support and all of that. Um, however, it is 2024. And uh, families look a little bit different now, right? Um, women aren't always staying home and taking care of, of the kids. Um, women are in, put in, in bad situations like domestic violence situations. Um, and and there, are, there are reasons that divorces should be allowed to be finalized um, if the situation uh, requires it. Yeah. So you're saying those who drafted the law 50 years ago were doing so because they wanted to hold the father's accountable in some way so that the woman wasn't left on her own with a child. And now that the 
cultural societal dynamics have changed, um, you're going to change that law to protect the women. Is there going to be other provisions um, to help keep the spirit of the protection for the mothers in place? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm working on right now. So the language in my current bill is actually very, very simple right now. And it was brought to my attention by some family court judges um, that there are there might be a different way that we could approach the language. So I'm currently in the process of, of working through the details of changing that language um, and finalizing it to make sure that um, while we are able to finalize a divorce, we're also um, keeping in mind that we want um, we want a mother and baby taken care of, um, and and we're not forgetting all those other aspects of finalizing a divorce. We know that um, this is one of those. This is an election year, and a lot of times during an election year, things don't happen uh, or they move very very slowly just because of various silly reasons. What is what is the likelihood that this will be taken care of before the end of the year? You know, I, I wish I was more hopeful than I am. This, this bill has gotten so much attention, and I am so grateful for that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I am a member of a super minority in Missouri um, in an election year. Um, not only that, but I'm a member of leadership. I'm running to be the next minority leader here in the state. Um, and there are just a million reasons why uh, the Republicans don't want to give me a win this this year. So uh, I'm not certain that it's going to um, get to the governor's desk. I certainly hope it does. I will do everything I can to make that happen. Um, but you know, the the political dynamics are dynamics are what they are, and um, you know, I just have to look at that. But does it have bipartisan support? Because it seems like it does. It does. I have two Republican co-sponsors. Um, so, you know, I, I think that most folks think, see this and, and think this is common sense. This is a good idea. Um, we, we need to make sure judges have this tool in their toolbox. Um, but there has been a little bit of pushback from the far right. And um, I don't think it's anything that I can't, um, you know, I can't get past. But um, it's, it's less about that and more about Republican leadership moving my bill through the process. Do you have any numbers or statistics about how this law could be hurting Missouri women? You know, I don't have any uh, specific statistics about Missouri women um, or or the folks who it, it could and will help. Um, but what I will say is that while this is something that was brought to my attention by uh, an organization that um, supports domestic violence survivors, um, I very much feel that this is a bill that uh, is for men and women. Um, I have actually heard countless stories of um, men um, who were serving our country overseas and whose wife got pregnant, um, and they weren't able to legally separate themselves from that person um, until uh, there was a baby in the picture, and that baby could not have possibly been um, his, oh, wow. right? So yeah. th- there are oh, men in situations that, who yeah. what. Right. Right. There are men in situations who, who want to get out of marriages um, just as much as there are women in dangerous situations who want to get out of marriages. And so, um, you know, this is this is a, a law that I think will help both men and women. Um, and what I what I will say is that there are a lot of statistics around domestic violence and not only how that affects um, women in terms of trauma and the children who witness it. Um, but 
it, it affects all sorts of things, including their ability to enter the job market or, um, you know, uh, make a living uh, wage. And, and so um, that affects generational income, right? That, that affects generational wealth and, and what we can provide for our children down the line. So this has ripple effects. Um, and, and I think that it's, it's just really important that we take a, a hard look at how we, how we address this issue at our courts. This story came up in right at the time that a lot of attention is being paid to Alabama and their decision, uh, their Supreme Court decision to halt the IVF uh, treatments. So is there concern that ultimately something like that will make its way to Missouri? And if there is, what can be done to, to push back against it? Yeah. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There is a lot of concern. Um, we have some pretty concerning language in our stat, our state statute right now that um, leads me to believe that a, a Missouri court could potentially um, come up with the same thing that the Alabama court did. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that there's concern. Um, I can tell you Democrats have been filing bills um, around um, protecting IVF and having making sure insurance covers IVF. Um, and in fact, this week we saw from a, a Republican in the House that there was um, a, a bill introduced. Now, of course, um, I don't want to be too cynical, but this is a Republican who, who's terrified of, of losing his very purple seat um, because he barely won it last cycle. So, um, you know, I think that there may be some virtue signaling happening from the right right now because they they hear the rhetoric and they see how bad it is for the for the Republican Party to, to be on the wrong side of this issue. This is um, slightly different than the topic, I guess, of IVF and legality and all of that. But just kind of as I we started looking more at IVF because of the Alabama ruling, I didn't realize how much about IVF is kind of the Wild West, kind of in the same way that I think sperm banks are kind of the Wild West in the United States. Is there much talk among legislators about perhaps regulating it a bit more um, than it is right now? You know, I actually haven't heard anything about that um, here in Missouri. Um, I I know that, like I said, there have been a few bills introduced this this session, but um, and, and tomorrow is actually the last uh, day to you can file a bill in the Missouri legislature. So um, my guess is that uh, we'll see a lot more bills filed next year to protect it. Um, but what I would also say is, is I really hope that um, we collect the signatures we need to get this ballot initiative um, on on the ballot this this fall, um, and uh, we won't have to worry nearly as much about protect, protecting reproductive rights and everything that goes along with that here in Missouri. Missouri Representative uh, Ashley Awney, we appreciate your time. Thank you for talking with us this afternoon. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Ashley Ani represents District 14 here in the state of Missouri. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I know this is slightly different than the topic of IVF being uh, banned or not banned, or if an embryo is considered a child, like the Alabama court implied with their ruling. This is slightly off of that. But I do wonder if it m makes us as a society look at 
reproduction rights and look at, like I said, even sperm banks saying, do we have enough regulation here? Because there is an ethical side of things. I, I was reading another story, it was the New York Times and then the AP, about some of these guys going to sperm banks, getting money, but now they're the father of 300 children. And if some of those children are living in the same area, um, they could be dating their half-brothers. And again, I, I am not equating this to old IVF. I'm just saying all of a sudden this whole world, right, right. kind of opened up. And, and I'm not looking at Alabama, but I'm just saying in general, because we wanted to talk about this as well. Just I, I know with IVF, maybe regulation could help secure it as well like even the rights of ivf if you know if that's something you you know you really feel strongly you want to make sure ivf stays legal maybe healthy regulation would help it be yeah there's more there's stable as well nothing wrong with added insurance that something like what you're talking about doesn't happen that's perfectly fine what people are afraid of is that mm -hmm. the the rights are going to be taken away from them completely and this all starts with the dobbs decision all of this goes back to that and all of the Although concerns. The, yes, but the yes and no, though, because Alabama didn't base any of their decision on Dobbs. This went back to laws that were passed in 2011 and then even before that. Well, Josh Hawley yesterday, or was it two days ago, he he said about Tammy Duckworth's bill uh, because she proposed the IVF bill and it was shot down. Um, and he said, well, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot of it goes back to abortion, too. All of these things are tied into each other. There is there yeah. is one big umbrella. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.